Well, well, well. Hello, sisters of mine. Hi. Gang's all here. Courtney, how does it feel to just have us riding your coattails so hard? Do you just feel so weighted down? I have no coattails to ride. I'm shocked anyone cares about me on any level. And I am just trying to be a good enough sister to when you guys, your fame supersedes mine, then I can just ride on your coattails. Oh, you want to get on this gravy train? I hate to tell you the gravy train is pretty dry. There's a tablespoon of gravy on the train. It might be dry, but Thanksgiving Mm. is coming up and that gravy boat will be (laughs) filled up. Courtney, our entire growth plan as the chief growth officer of Pop Apologist is just to firmly take our claws and attach them to your coattails and just ride (laughs) for as long as we can. Hold on for dear life. Exactly. truly so flattering, but I honestly... I'm not sure why anybody is interested or follows me, but I have fun with my account. So we're not sure either. We're shocked right? every yeah. day. Tr- if they like me, I see those follower account go up and I'm just confused. <laughs> I'm in utter shock every time. Honestly, I've been having so much fun. I've met so many amazing people through Instagram that it's really just been such a blast. And I'm trying to be like maybe less annoying than the average Instagrammer. I don't know that I'm successful on any level, but selfishly, I'm having so much fun. Courtney, you're a big success. Mm. You're a big success. And honestly, having fun is the only thing that matters. It's true. And I got went to Starbucks to work last week for two hours by myself. And that was maybe like the first time in a month I'd been alone for two hours. And that alone was like that was my gravy train. Did it feel amazing to be just like a single gal in a Starbucks? Did you do anything daring? Did you get dressed up? Like I just feel like Starbucks was kind of like one of your bigger outings well, for the that's week. That's so funny is I think that like I give off this impression that I'm like always dressed up, but you guys have been staying with me for three weeks and like right. I truthfully feel like I either have time to do my makeup or get dressed. Mm-hmm. And most of the time I like don't really do either, I guess. <laughs> now that I'm like thinking about it, not uh, true. Critically. I disagree. I feel like you generally look really radiant and beautiful in your domestic life. That's very, that's you like very kind of you to lie for me. It's true. <laughs> <Quite> <laughs> honest people here. I want you to know that you were wearing that outfit with your skinny jeans and those new Chelsea boots you got. And I was like, I had the visceral reaction to seeing how good you looked. Wow. That's funny because I literally asked you how you, how I looked in this and you were like, fine, you look, yeah, yeah, those are cute. I think they're cute. And then walked into the other room and made me think maybe I shouldn't keep these. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. That was like, that was a mixture of jealousy and being stressed about work. So a lethal combo. stressed about work and I've been missing you. I know. I'm sorry. I feel like you were hiding out in that room. I would only come to you when you got a package delivered and you'd be like, leave. (laughs) Leave. (laughs) Yeah, let's let's set the stage for what it looks like when when we're all crashing at Courtney's. Yeah. What a typical day is. Because Courtney, that's actually one of the questions that someone asked. Uh, We put out a feeler Mm -hmm. to get some questions for our dear sis. And one of them was, what's an average day like? So let's give everyone an average day. What's an average day like when you're filled to the gills with your siblings and their significant others? Honestly, it's like my favorite type of day when you guys are staying with me. It's so fun. Even when we only have 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at lunch, and two hours at night. Oh, yes. I mean, you want an honest rundown of what it's like? Yes. Also, is it even the best when I call you the worst on my birthday? The amount of times (laughs) I didn't want to like make it the situation worse. 
but <laughs> the way that you handle your birthday is a clear indication that you are in your twenties. I'm not. I'm not going to say that I behave any better or worse than either of you. I no. don't know that I've ever used the phrase "my birthday" over a hundred times. I did not use birthday. it over a hundred times. That's an exaggeration, I, and I won't stand for it. I don't know if Courtney has the same issue as Chandler and I do, but oh. Chandler and I become birthday zillas. Is Courtney a birthday zilla? I've witnessed. I'm not saying every year she's like the clock strikes midnight and she becomes a birthday zilla <laughs> like you and I do, but I've seen a birthday zilla or two in my time. Oh, I think definitely I have heightened like expectations on my birthday, but like this is the thing for me is that like none of neither of you are responsible for those expectations. Like those fall squarely right. at Wyatt's. Right, right, right. So I'm never gonna like <laughs> punish either one of you because my birthday's not awesome. So I think that's like what I'm like unprepared for. Right, like, right. Somehow I'm like already like up to my eyeballs and things I like need to do. And then it's just, like you two are like calling me about each other's birthdays for like a month in advance. <laughs> and I'm just like, honestly, I don't even know like what I'm going to do like for my husband's 40th birthday. Like, let alone Chandler. That's in three days. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in a month and a half. Chandler's birthday is in a month and a half. Like, can we talk about it the week before? Like, that's all I have energy for. But you two are like really good to each other and like really sweet. And I think, on a, like, speaking generally, like, you have like a little bit more free time than I do. And like, sure. A little bit more like a little bit strategy. Yeah. Fair. A little bit. Okay. So let's get to a day in the life because people are really asking this and want to know. Um, so Courtney, what does a day in the life look like? Fill to the gills with your sisses. I think since you guys, uh, are staying with me and have the most, uh, fresh perspective on what my day-to-day life is, I want to hear what you guys think it looks like. Wow. Okay. I guess, I guess I can go down this road. Chan, can we, can we, can we take this? Uh, I suppose we can take this question for the listeners. Okay, so I would say that Courtney's live-in full-time nanny is making breakfast for the children oh and singing God. and looking out the window yeah. at and 6 a.m. She's just waiting. She has, like, like bacon on the griddle. Small mm-hmm. birds are, like, tying James's <laughs> hair into a ribbon every morning. Exactly. The butler is shining Wyatt's shoes. Yeah. Um, no. Okay, okay. No, this it's like, fantasy. like Lauren it. and Lauren and I. Lauren and I are currently bunkmates. Uh, I sleep on a twin yes. bed next to Lauren and Kagan on the king mattress in the basement. Okay, so Lauren and I emerge from our uh, basement bunkmates situation, and we. It's usually I'm usually wrapped in a blanket. Lauren's princess hair is matted all over, <laughs> and there's we, a seven thirty a.m. text that just says coffee question mark. Yeah, as if the answer is going to be different. Right, every you know, morning. Every morning, it's, <laughs> it's always a general yes. like smoke signal of who's awake. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, uh, and then there is a a like a, we will like lay on the couch until like someone's mad enough that they're like everyone get in the car right now we're going to Starbucks. Yeah, there's a furtive dash to the car, mm-hmm. and we're we, all. For, first of all, we never wear shoes, so if we like, wear shoes, okay, some okay. Well, then if you don't wear if you wear shoes, but you don't wear enough clothing to go in, so it's like always like the person with shoes and a shirt and a proper bottom has to go in to pick it up. <laughs> well, we and heaven forbid, heaven forbid, it's Chandler who gets picked for that job. No, yeah, never gonna happen. The wailing and whining and gnashing of teeth. I'm, I'm usually never wearing enough clothing to go into a Starbucks. Like I'm always in like a too loose of a boxer short and like too like small of a shirt or too big of a shirt, frankly. I think truly 
all of your shorts are too small. Let's just pull <laughs> that out there. That's probably the truth. What can I say? Sorry about it. Okay, so we caffeinate our brains with the, you know, intensity of rabid dogs. Mm-hmm. And then we return home where the children are deposited to school, to the various schools. Right. Really, it's just one school, generally. Wyatt tries to get all of us to eat breakfast, and we all That's true. decline every morning. <laughs> he bugs me about breakfast every morning still. Yeah. I'm like, we've Ugh. been married for 11 years. I never eat breakfast. It ain't happening, Diane. <laughs> it ain't happening. And then once James is at school, we all kind of settle in for the day. Courtney works in the dining room, mm-hmm. and she'll, you know, do – I don't know if people, this will come as a shock to people, but Courtney's Instagram is actually work and takes several hours every day at least. So she kind of buckles in for work. Courtney, is anything you want to amend here or is that accurate? I really feel like your empirical observations are totally spot on. I definitely feel like I have to like carve away with like a chisel and a knife like some time to work in the mornings and my day is just so erratic most of the time that if I can get like one solid hour to myself to work then that's kind of what I have to go off of for great things I bought yeah you... and if I get a picture of myself it's like truly purely by accident like I yeah. can't I think that's my real weak spot is like I don't have an Instagram husband and I really don't even have a great photographical eye myself Somehow you manage to pull it off. Every day. Um, she really does. Every day. Chandler is locked in a room from, I would say, 8.30 a.m. until 5.30 p.m. And if you disturb her or come in, <laughs> she looks at you with, like, angry, surprised oh, eyes. Like, yes. what are you doing in here? Totally. Like, Very hostile. Me. Very hostile. Like, I'm sorry. When I'm in back-to-back meetings and one of my family dares enter said room, like, you're sorry, you're going to catch hell. Even just to change my baby's diaper where she's right, working. I'm just like, it's just like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Chandler like, will, will also come down and make like a uh, like a rice cake treat. Oh, my god! And gosh. generally talk about how stressed she is and how much work she has to do. Can we say the T word too when she makes a little T-U-N-A and it stinks okay. up my whole house? I've made, I've made that like I've once. Had a, it's true though, but it smells like I've had a cat just like walking through the whole house. <laughs> Guys, I made it once and I got so much heat for it. I literally – no longer will make that food for the rest of my life. So I want you to know that you've killed all my tuna dreams. Well, it's just such a peculiar taste. It's not a peculiar taste. It's a delicious taste. Uh, Okay. Oh, okay. You want to talk about the tuna sandwich at Sundance you and I have both loved? I just think preparing tuna at home is like, it's like the odors are, feel like, it's kind of like popping popcorn. You know when you like burn popcorn, you can smell it for days? Right. That's a little bit of the tuna situation. Well, I do apologize. Okay, Mm -hmm. let's keep the train on the track. And then I would say lunch. There's some sort of Del Taco run Mm -hmm. for the the fam or potentially something a little bit more high quality. Courtney, what do you think? What runs the gamut for the lunch situation in the grow household? Del Taco, truthfully. I feel like (laughs) there's just a lot of Del Taco. Lunch is like pretty low key. I mean, it's not fancy. Yeah, That's all right. I have to say. It's not fancy. It's not fancy. Generally, so I generally will um, like get, it'll take me probably till 11 a.m. to be ready for the day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so annoying. And then I will proceed to kind of work, but very, it's a very low stress situation, my work. And so I'm always in a great chipper mood. I'm always happy yeah. to play with the kids for half an hour, hang out with Courtney, grab Del Taco. 
I can't believe you're doing this to me right now. I'm fully present as a sister and an aunt on this trip. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Except for when James is like, you never play with me. James's manipulation is honestly like spot on and I commend her. You mean when she says it to you? Because I always play with her. <laughs> right, right. Of course, of course. Okay, so then e- evening approaches slowly. The sky turns from a, a bright blue to a brave vermilion, if you will. And and what what do we do at night here? We generally have a great Be meal honest, al what happens at, Be honest, what happens at night here? I will say what's really impressive about staying with you, Courtney, is that even with four kids and a ton to do, and if you're like, oh, I'm going to make dinner for everyone, you're, you have no sort of like stress energy of like, hey, when are you going to help me with dinner? Right. Can you take the, can you please take care of the twins while I make, like, you, if I don't volunteer to help, you won't even ask me to help. You won't even have a bad attitude that I didn't help. And I try to always like help out as much as I can with all the things I have going on. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I will say, Courtney, you like you truly effortlessly on the surface just manage everything, which is amazing. I was actually recently talking to someone about how good of a cook you are. Oh, wow. Because I, I just. Again. I just truly feel like I have missed, I've missed the boat. I agree to everything Lauren is saying. You make it look so easy. It's effortless. And you make like delicious food. It's not like you yeah, just like, you know, make good. some hamburger helper and they're like chill about not asking us to clean up. Uh, you just make delicious food and you make it look so easy. It's a stunning alfresco meal with like always several vegetables, several mm-hmm. sides, mm-hmm. A, a gorgeous protein. Mm-hmm. You're, and then you're always hey, like, oh, here, you. try this sparkling strawberry drink that I've just prepared for you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And then, you know, you're being served by like this woman in like a five-star outfit with glowing skin. It's all you can ask for from a sister experience. It I really is. love having you guys there. And it's so much more fun to like cook for four adults than it is to like cook for another adult. Yeah. Right. And it really like is my I just love that. And I like, I feel like at like five o'clock, I can finally just like dive into that. And I love it's it. It's so fun. It's so I, it's honestly been like the best part about my summer has been just dining outside in your backyard with our family. Well, I'm honestly trying to lure Chandler out of her dungeon. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> the thing is, is once Chandler emerges, you know, from her prison cell, then <laughs> what we generally she does are act like she's on to, parole. Yeah. She does act like she's on parole with us. Like she's got to constantly check in with someone and she's not really like free. Well, in my defense, my I'm on mountain time. So it's technically an hour earlier where like all my coworkers are. So that's why I feel like extra frantic about like, like if I leave at five Utah time, it's technically four California time. So I got to, you know, make sure I'm still tuned in to what's been happening. You know, I got to just like, I'm, I'm a big deal, guys. Thank you for being so benevolent with your time. With <laughs> Chandler your will always, will generally, I would say four to six nights out of the week have a date or friends to hang out with that night so we'll see her for maybe 30 minutes yeah yeah but it's such a fun challenge trying to get her to cancel her plan <laughs> like that's always like secretly like my agenda is to just be like wow I'll be like you really want to go on a date tonight like that's going to be so bad when you're leaving and we're having so much fun and the kids are going to miss you like, I really love to just like put the Courtney, pressure on your manipulation okay everyone should know that Courtney has basically convinced me to cancel plans 
or fly, you know, make, rearrange my travel plan so that I can just like spend more time with her like several times and pay more money to do so. Sometimes she'll say, oh, I'll throw 40 <laughs> bucks your way. She doesn't. No, 40 um, bucks. I haven't seen the 40 bucks yet. How about you take it off the $700 that you owe? <laughs> yeah. oh. Wow. Okay. Acting yeah. like I'm cheap. Make sure to include the hours I babysat for you in that too. We got to, oh my we'll God. get square. <laughs> babysat. Literally being with your niece and nephews. <laughs> All right, so the evening sky is a pitch black, and the end of the day generally looks like Courtney retreats to her upper chambers. But no, we watch a show sometimes. I feel like the, the end of the day looks like all of us. Well, there's bedtime. Bedtime is like a huge right. hurdle. Yeah, to get right. The twins and the big kids, so and it's an hour long. Usually, ordeal. Courtney's telling Lauren to stop jeeping up the kids because Lauren is like doing some oh sort of gosh. like a serious active play. Lauren's active play abilities are so annoying. It's We're all kind exhausted. Of disturbing. It's it's disturbing. How it's do annoying. Children so interesting and yeah. adorable. And Lauren is constantly like becoming some sort of monster on all fours. And <laughs> yes. Courtney and I just look at each other. Who is this woman? Why Get does she alive. have this energy? I don't actually want her to be in our family anymore because she's making me look bad as an aunt. Well, Lauren's latest thing with James, my five-year-old. <laughs> Is that she'll be like, come on, James. Let's wake up in the middle of the night and eat some chocolate we're not supposed to eat and be naughty. And James, who is truly an angel. An angel. Whoa, whoa. Which is is what she calls Lauren. Whoa, whoa. If you keep being naughty, I'm not going to be your friend. <laughs> I was like, I, my new thing. Yeah, exactly. My new thing is I try to get James to be bad because she, I tell her she's too perfect. So I'm like, James, let's break some rules today. And she's like, not interested. I tried to get James to lie. And then she said, I got to go tell my mom first. <laughs> she's the best. It's she's a really so good funny. little girl. But we got to do, we do some skincare at night, sometimes together. Yep. Yep. Handler's typically like wrestling through my... I'm like toothpaste. Well, I don't toothpaste. bring. I don't helping bring yourself to a makeup wipe. Right. I don't bring any of my own products when I go to visit Courtney. It's like, why would I? It's like you're. Imagine you go to the Ritz Carlton, <laughs> and you bring like your own CVS products. Like, why would you do that? Why would you bring CVS into a Ritz Carlton situation when you could just get it for free? Nicer stuff for free. Yeah. Absolutely. Except for it turns out it's not free. <laughs> sure. For some of us, it's not free, but for me, it's free. And generally, then we all just go to bed. I we mean, all, we all are crashed by like 1030. Yeah, it's sure. true. We are not night owls. No, that's for sure. Riveting. I hope that was riveting for people. Sometimes Wyatt will walk in on me in the bath. That happened on this trip. What can you do? What can you do? Sometimes close quarters. Kagan has uh, expressed that I haven't discussed him at all in this day and what he's doing. So I guess he feels like he's, you know, not a part of our right. lives Truthfully, Kagan's the only person I see less than Chandler. <laughs> Kagan works at all hours. And I guess, and now that's visible to everyone in the family. Right, right. Kagan and I sometimes chat about different ergonomic setups. We swap war stories of having carpal tunnel. It's great. Yeah, Kagan is always on some sort of call at any given hour. Money right. never sleeps, baby. <laughs> Wall Street never sleeps. Okay. Um, you guys, should we Let's take some more questions. Yeah. Well, can I tell my wedding story? My wedding story is so funny. Lauren. I've been waiting for this. I've been thinking about the wedding story all weekend. Oh, okay. you already told her? I told Chandler, and then I was like, do not tell Courtney, because we need her fresh reaction mm-hmm. on the pod. Mm-hmm. Okay, so before we delve into more questions for Courtney, I have to tell you guys about my experience this weekend at this wedding I went to. You, got, Courtney, you are going to die. Okay, so, so as you both know, 
As you both know, Kagan and I, we left your home at the base of the Rocky Mountains in Orem for the golden hillside landscapes of Sun Valley, Idaho. And I was really excited to go to Sun Valley because it's kind of like a bougie place and I love a new bougie place. So I was very excited for this trip. And what I was told was we were going to a wedding in Sun Valley, Idaho. It was at her parents' house in their backyard. That was all I was told about this wedding. Okay. Seems pretty straightforward. Yeah. So I was going as Kagan's date. And these were all of Kagan's childhood friends. This is kind of all important foundation to the story. All of Kagan's childhood friends were there, like that they were all super close to when they were in elementary and middle school. And anyway, it was kind of like a reunion of sorts as well. So it was going to be this really cool weekend. And we got this really cute cabin Airbnb. I was so excited. I'm just excited for this new experience. I'm excited to check out Sun Valley, which is supposed to be really adorable. So we get there. Courtney, have you been to Sun Valley? No, I haven't. Okay, Sun Valley Why didn't is. Why did you ask me if I'd been to Sun Valley? Oh, I just assumed you had it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Sun Valley is interesting. I it the the hillscapes on each it's it's I don't know if you could tell by the name, but it's truly a valley, and there's little mountains on each. So you're surrounded by mountains. I'm gonna Google the, it right now. So the mountains visual. are a lot less striking than Provo or Orem, like the base of the Wasatch. They're more like rolling hills, I would say, Okay. in comparison. So when I first got into Sun Valley, I was like, oh, okay, I'm not really sure. Like I'm a little underwhelmed by the geography. But then I got a chance to drive into the countryside and it's really, really beautiful. It's just a different kind of landscape. The the hills truly are golden rolling hills and or mountains and it's just so peaceful but the best part about it is that everything is pristine like you feel like you're in um like it's not like there's a McDonald's and a Best Buy and like you know the kind of I would no say there's like malls there's like a gory trashiness to State Street in Orem yeah that just like makes your soul want to like shrivel up and die um sun valley is like park city or like laguna beach like there's no like a resort town like it's a true stunning resort town exactly and it definitely looks like the type of place you'd want to go to rehab you want to go there for rehab you want to go there with like several bougie friends and just enjoy 12 dollar avocado toast and you know like a poolside relaxation um, it's vi- it's really pretty, and I I actually loved it. Like I went to this one little coffee shop, and there was a girl reading Murakami. There was like some sort of <laughs> minstrel, some man with a guitar. This is like your wet dream. There was a palm reader. The guitar- the coffee shop itself was also like a vintage clothing store with a very curated selection. And I almost dropped a hundred dollars on a Sherpa Levi's jacket. Why and- didn't you get it? You should have. I know. And then I was like, my whole new aesthetic will be Patagonia and Levi's, and I'll oh, be no. very mountainous. Oh, no. <laughs> this is not a new aesthetic for you. This will just be you, circa 2012. I have to interject that I sent you a shirt the other day, a blouse, and your response to me was, oh, that's cute, but I don't really wear shirts anymore. I just love that you're a person who will say that. You're like, I'm not really into shirts anymore. I don't really do a two-piece ensemble. (laughs) I don't. I don't because I gained five to ten during quarantine, Courtney, and dresses really are very forgiving, and my pants are a little tight right now. But say that. Don't say I don't wear shirts anymore. Like It's just just you're an extremist. This is a classic case. This is a classic case of Lauren. It's like she does away with shirts rather than just saying, oh, I'm just not really into jeans. I'm wearing a lot of dresses right now. Right. 
Right. Okay. okay. I mean, heaven forbid, you know, I want to take a stance. Um, okay. So I'll get to the good parts of the story. So, so anyway, the morning of the wedding, I'm feeling fine. Everything is going great. Kagan and I get a cute lunch at a little like roadside pub or brewery. And then I would say it's 3 p.m. We, the, our, our Uber is going to get there in 15 minutes. And I notice that I am having to use the restroom frequently. Like every five to 10 minutes, I have to go. Um, I, I have to go. Um, it's a word that rhymes with gonorrhea, but starts with die. The word, the sound die. <laughs> My friend Angie calls what you're experiencing right now, Lady Diana Spencer. Yes. I had some Lady, Lady Diana die. Spencer. I had some Lady Dies mm-hmm. every five minutes. And I'm like, ah. this is strange. This is strange. But I also intermittent You'll take fast the a lot. Yeah, I'll t- I'll t- for sure. I'll take the less bloating. And I intermittent fast a lot, which kind of can cause Lady Dies. So I was just like, whatever, par for the course. I'm in, I'm elevation, whatever. I love that your response to di- your own diarrhea is par for the course. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so we got in the Airbnb and we get to the venue and I was told this was a backyard wedding. We pull up, these people have an estate in Sun Valley and there's a, like a, a huge tent with tables for probably 150 and just Everything is gorgeous. Like we're at a five-star wedding and I am, my mouth is salivating. I am so excited for this experience. Like I'm like ready for the welcome cocktail. I love a ceremony because ceremonies make me emotional and make me me tender. And then I'm ready for a cocktail hour. I am ready for a stunning meal, a plated meal. I am ready for the cake. I'm ready to dance the night away. I love being a wedding guest. It's one of my favorite things. So I'm like getting excited. Okay. But I'm also feeling a little, like a little nauseous. I'm like, oh, it's fine. I'm just car sick from the right end. So then we get to the ceremony where we go to the ceremony and it's very hot. It's a hot weekend. There's no shade at the ceremony. And so I'm feeling a little bit woozier toward the end of the ceremony. Like Did so you much. take that cocktail? You're drinking that drink too? Well, actually it was just a welcome lemonade, which I was hoping would make me feel a little bit better. A Mike's Hard, if you will. It was not a Mike's Hard <laughs> lemonade. It was just a sugar lemonade. And I drank that during the ceremony. And I'm st- and by the end of the ceremony, I'm like, these people need to walk down back down the aisle because I have to get out here. Like I need to go to the restroom. I'm dying. So I go to the restroom and the restroom is they have a, like one of those air conditioned porta potty setups for everyone. So it was like a nice, it it was a, it was a nice porta potty setup, but it was still like a porta potty. It wasn't like an actual like restroom. So I get into the restroom. I get out of the hundred degree weather. I get into the restroom and I am just like, I am like not well, you guys. I'm feeling like sicker and oh, sicker. No. My stomach is turning as I tell the story. But I'm like, you know what? Like, I am just thinking, I just, it's the heat. It was too much heat, and I just have to regain my composure. And I'm just going to spend 20 minutes in this air conditioned restroom and get there were other stalls so I wasn't holding up the line there wasn't a line it was totally fine I could have some privacy for like 20 minutes so I I I have some lady die situations <laughs> re- happen again Aww. and I'm like okay I'm gonna give myself 20 minutes and if I don't and I'm gonna feel better after 20 minutes but I'm just gonna give myself 20 minutes to like rest and use the restroom a couple of times so I do that and at the end of the 20 minutes I just feel worse and so Kagan has texted me and he's like 
baby, there is a upstairs in this house. You can go to this into the house, into their private like residence area. You don't have to sit in the porta potty if you feel sick. Let's get you upstairs. And by that point, I'm like, I cannot. I the thought of standing at cocktail hour oh and trying to make gosh. conversation uh, with people is just horrifying because I feel gone. so sick. Yeah, everybody so, knows that feeling too. Yeah, like yep. where you're just like you cannot fake it any longer. You're like no. on the toilet and you're like, I I will need to be airlifted from this seat <laughs> to another seat. Were you in the pretty? fancy dress okay that's it Courtney you brought us to exactly what happens no no you're you're gonna die okay so I'm in that powder blue dress that I owe you some money for oh my I'm so glad I made you buy this from me and not just rented it to you so I get up from the restroom I wash my hands and I depart the porta potty and I notice that the ties from my dress are coated in lady dye. The long ties that go to basically your butt have dipped into the toilet accidentally. And the entire, I would say, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be sick. Three inches of them are coated in lady dye. Stop it right there. That's enough. So I, I think this is where my problems end. So I'm, I'm, I'm furtively looking around (laughs) to get scissors. I'm, are you outside of the porta potty? I'm outside the porta potty and I run to the caterer and I say, Do you guys have any scissors? And he says, No, I just have a knife. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. I look behind me <gasps> and the entire back of my dress is coated. Okay. Oh. What the hell? <laughs> yes, coated. Because before I noticed, those tassels, those ties had swiped the back of my dress probably 30 or 40 times. I'm speechless. It is, Courtney, it is like a, a horror story. I is, think I'm in a bad dream. Is this like a watershed moment for you where you're just like something, what were the five steps that led up to this moment in my life? How did I get here? How did I get here? How the mighty have fallen? I thought I was just <laughs> going to experience like a bougie evening, schmoozing with people, boozing with people. No, I am like coated in SHIT. I am sick as a dog and I am, all, but all I can think at this moment, my ego my ego comes in full force and is like, I cannot be seen like this. I will not be seen like this. With no. all of your fiance's childhood friends, never. Exactly. So Kagan at this point is has seen me. He's with me. He is, I've shown him what's happened. And I have a, a loving, wonderful fiance who is still, who still likes me blessedly after this whole experience. So he like helps me rush up to their upstairs residence. I'm, I go up the hallway backward. No one can see the back of my dress. Like I make sure that no one can see it. And of course the bathroom is in use at the private residence. So I'm like trying to make conversation with the people in the kitchen at the, in like in the inside experience. Meanwhile, I'm like holding the ties from the back of my dress to keep them from coating more. I finally find scissors when the people turn away. I cut the back. I cut the ties off. I throw them in the trash. And then the bathroom stops being used. And I'm like, okay, you know, I got to use restroom. I, I, I get into the restroom and I spend the next I'm like feeling sick as a dog, but I spend the next 30 minutes because I'm also thinking I'm going to get, I'm going to move on from this. I'm going to recover. I'm going to be able to make it to the rest of the night. So my main problem, like what takes over is get your dress wearable again because like it's covered in shit. Okay. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. And the back of it. And so I am, I literally like just 
I, I just am spotting the hell out of this dress in these oh people's bathroom. I basically put my dress in the shower. As it. a woman with children, like small babies right now, I think you're like intimately, I like am very aware of like how pungent and toxic those materials are. And there's just nothing you can do. Like you're a goner. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's, it was hellish. You so have like I, a rice, a size of rice of poo on your outfit and everyone can smell it. Oh, can yep. smell it, can see it. it's disgusting. So I, but the will, the will of- You want that free dinner. I want that stunning meal. I want to enjoy a cocktail. I want to have this evening. So I basically take my dress and put it through the ringer uh-huh. and I am just spotting the hell out of it for 30 minutes with toilet paper. My oh. dress is fully drenched in water, like fully wet. Okay. Ugh. I somehow am able to get it like passable after like I'm like sweating in the bathroom elbow grease to Uh. get this out and then I am blow drying my dress naked in this people's bathroom with just my underwear on is your element so I bet that wasn't terrible (laughs) is Kagan Kagan still around yeah no Kagan Kagan is not still around I I tell him I need 30 to 45 minutes I'm like I I need to take care of this just go please just go be with your happening is this like cocktail hour yeah this is cocktail hour so I'm somehow, by the grace of God above, able to get my dress passable again, okay? Because I think I just caught it enough in time, and I was aggressive <sighs> enough. But I swear to you, spot, I was uh, spotting it for 20 minutes and then blow-drying it for another 20 to get it oh not, you know, soaking anymore. And um, I proceed to continue having lady dies in this restroom. Oh, with a passable dress. But then Kagan texts me and he says, we're going to go to dinner. And I think, okay, dinner is starting. I think I can manage sitting at a dinner. Like I, I couldn't do standing and talking to people, but I think I could just sit. So I go to the dinner and I'm like getting by okay. Like I'm feeling nauseous still, but I'm getting by okay. And we and but I cannot eat a single thing. Like they put down this filet mignon, this gorgeous potato gratin. Oh, so they sad. bring out the wine. I have one sip of wine and I cannot drink any more. I have one bite of steak. I cannot eat any more. Me not able to eat and drink. Those are my two favorite things. I cannot do either. The toasts begin. K- Kagan's friend says, oh, let's get a pick right before toasts begin. So we go out. She takes a pick of us. Somehow I'm able to be the Gigi Hadid of the universe and put on my best face and get a great photo. I truly amaze myself. But at the end of this photo taking moment, I am feeling so awful that I realize that I don't think I can sit through the toast and maintain com- like facial composure. And everyone else goes back into the tent and goes back into the table and I go behind the tent. Okay. And I, cause I just, I don't want to be like convulsing around people, but there's nowhere to sit behind the tent. It's just like a field and the field is coated or covered in like straw. So to sit down on the field feels like there's all these things. You're basically like turning into a farm animal. So maybe straw. Well, I mean, like I can't sit down on the ground is my point. There's nowhere to sit down. So I'm just standing or now I'm squatting because I feel so terrible. Uh-oh, which is going to spur another type of reaction. <laughs> my eyes are basically crossing. Like I feel no. so nauseous. I'm out no. there for probably five full minutes and which feel like an eternity. Kagan comes out. It's clear I'm in like so much distress. So he takes me back up to the private residence area and he's like, we just got to call you an Uber. So of course, this is like a very, they live like, 
30 minutes outside the town. And so the Uber is 35 minutes away. No. Okay. Wait, I didn't realize that. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm just laying on these people's couch feeling <laughs> sick as a dog. The Uber finally gets there. Do people I'd- think you're like drunk? No one thinks I'm drunk because I've been sick since the beginning. Okay. Since alcohol was even served. But are people like almost like coronavirus now? Well, just, so this has to be uncomfortable. That's what I always felt really bad about is people were coming into the residence area that were part of the wedding party. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, sorry. I'm just not feeling well. Sorry I brought COVID to your totally, wedding. Totally. Totally. I felt so bad to be it's the It's like you either person. have to kind of let people worry a tiny bit about coronavirus or like literally admit you're having lady die. Yeah, exactly. And I just... I just felt so bad being like not well at a wedding in this kind of global environment. Yeah. So it was terrible. And and honestly, at that point, I felt nauseous and I had lady dies, but I didn't really know what was going on. Mm. I didn't know if I could have had COVID. So I'm thinking in my mind, holy crap, like what if I'm getting COVID right now? Right. And I have brought COVID to this wedding. So the Uber arrives. I depart with like, I depart and I, we, I don't make a scene. I just get into the Uber. I leave. And Chandler said, why didn't Kagan go with you? And I didn't want Kagan to come with me for two reasons. One, I'm just going to go home and be sick. And so I don't need the guilt of him having left like basically a reunion with all his childhood friends. That's like kind of once in a lifetime as an adult or once every couple of years, like his friends mean so much to him. And I didn't want him. I didn't want him sitting bedside while I was sick. Totally. I just wanted yeah, him that to have sense. a great night. I didn't want sense. more collateral damage. If I wanted him to go with me, I would have asked him and he would have, but I didn't want that. So I get in the Uber and I'm able to maintain composure enough. I put on my mask, but then I'm like, cause I'm like, you have to not look sick because you're going to make this Uber driver scared that you're going to give him coronavirus, but you have to get home. You I'm in the Uber. You all like on top of yeah. all of it. Uh-huh. I'm masked in the Uber home. The Uber <sighs> drive is 35 minutes home. Okay. So it's not like a quick 10 minute drive. So the first 25 minutes are fine enough. We're getting 10 minutes away from the house and I'm feeling sicker and sicker. And I'm just, I'm watching his phone and I'm watching where it says 10 minutes away, eight minutes away. I look again, still eight minutes. I look again, seven minutes. I look four times, still seven minutes. You know, it's just like the time is going so slow to get home. So it says one minute away. And I'm now realizing I'm going to throw up. Like, I'm going to throw up. It might be in 90 seconds. It might be in 45 seconds. But it's going to happen somewhere in between the two. And we're one minute away. And finally, I just know, oh, my gosh, I'm about to throw up. So I say, excuse me, sir, can you pull over? I'm about to throw up. Oh, my gosh. And I miraculously, he pulls over. He looks like, oh, yeah. He pulls over immediately. I open the door. Thank goodness I wasn't like on some highway where it was going to take anything longer than five seconds. I'm two steps out the car. I proceed to violently vomit. Oh my gosh. Five times on the side of the road, vomit all over my dress, all over my shoes, all over my feet. Like I couldn't control where it was going. It was just, it was evacuating out of my body. Like projectile. Projectile. We're going to have to put a trigger warning on this episode. Yeah, honestly. Honestly. And you guys, I like I it was one of the most repelling wretched moments of my life Lauren I'm so sorry but this is hysterical the t- you know that vomit smell and taste in your mouth right how bad it is it is like it's one of the most acidic disgusting mm-hmm. smells mm-hmm. and tastes I feel so bad I get back in the uber covered <gasps> you in get vomit back in the uber well I don't have any vomit on like 
in the back of my dresser on the bottom of my shoes. It's just on the top. So I figure oh. he, I have three more blocks to go. I'm not going to walk home. He and then I'm asking, say, does he say anything? I'm like, I am so sorry. And he was like, it's okay. We're only three blocks away. We're almost there. And he takes me home and he goes, hope you have a great night. Or I mean, at least a better one. <laughs> I go upstairs. I take a shower. And actually for a solid 30 minutes, I'm in the honeymoon period after throwing up. I'm actually feeling a lot better. Right. You're like, this is over. This is over. I got it out of my system. I'm feeling great. Like maybe I can make it to the after party. <laughs> you oh freaking, my God. You covered in bile. Just maybe I can make it to the after party. <laughs> So, so Chandler though, I called Chandler. Chandler's like, yeah. She's like, this might just be the beginning though. Like you might feel sick again in an hour. And I was like, no, like I'm like, I'm at, I'm done with this. My body is like rocking this thing. And so, um, no, uh, 30 minutes later, I am, I have the biggest fever. I am just so, I have chills all over my body. I spend out till two in the morning between the toilet and the shower and the bed feeling so sick and I manage Kagan like I'm delirious by midnight and I text him I need you to come home I need you to bring Gatorade and basically force me to drink Gatorade and water because I can't compel myself to take fluids down I'm so weak like I actually do need a nurse at this point I'm so sorry you're like crying for mom seriously oh yeah I called mom I called Chandler I was like I knew you were on vacation and I also didn't want to worry you that I was going to come home to your house with sickness. So I just called mom and Chandler at that point and told them what was going that. on. Thank you. And then Kagan comes home, he sits bedside and then I proceed to like finally fall asleep at 3am and I wake up and I feel like exhausted from the night before, but slightly better. And then I was fully better. I would say about two o'clock. So it was just like classic food poisoning. For sure. Well, and doesn't Kagan, didn't other people at the wedding have the same scenario? A few people at the wedding said they had late, told Kagan they had late. I guess Kagan shared my bowel problems mm. with the entire, with Love everyone that. he met at the wedding. So sweet. <laughs> he makes a but toast, I, talks about it. <laughs> but I guess a lot of, or three people, once they got to the higher altitude, had a few lady dies. That was not my situation. Like I had violent food poisoning. Right. What do you think you ate? So what was super strange is Kagan and I shared lunch. So we got the same thing. But I am convinced that one of my Korean tacos had undercooked beef in it, I think. Or just oh, sounds like bad or old beef. And Kagan oh. got the good one. Mm. Like that is what I'm convinced of because that's honestly exactly what I saw come out. And that's basically all I ate that day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was... I, I guess the one plus side is that I didn't overeat and I didn't get too drunk at the wedding. So that's <laughs> silver linings, baby. Silver Sil- linings. Silver linings. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. Was so sad. Projectile vomiting, silver linings. A, st- a story by Lauren Bledsoe. <laughs> a poem by Lauren Bledsoe. A short story. Oh. Can you believe that? No. I honestly, like, my stomach is churning. Like, one of the most atrocious experiences of my life. I'm so glad you and Kagan have been together for a long time because if that was like a new boyfriend situation, like that's truly like a recipe for a breakup. There was one point, I don't know if this will be too much, but there was one point where he came in to the bedroom area and or to our bedroom in the Airbnb and I was fully naked, like using the restroom and I had forgotten to shut the door and I, my hair was all, sw- I was like completely sweating and shivering and I was like just like, curled on the toilet and I just was like, Welcome to marriage, baby. Whoa, seriously. <laughs> that really is. Now that we've gotten the wedding from hell story out of the way, Courtney, 
the people, they have questions. And we're hoping you have some answers. <laughs> I have some serious questions. I know I don't have the right answers, but I have some answers. Okay. We're just going to give it our best shot. So the first question is my favorite of all of them. Uh-huh. This question reads, Are we starting with she- the most offensive? <laughs> How does she afford such nice things? <laughs> Her husband owns an event rental company. Wow. I like I like oh this person gosh. because they're swinging for the fences. They're not holding back. They're taking full advantage of the fact that this is anonymous. And I'm here for it. Lauren, like when you person. sent me this question last night, I went and looked up who it was. And they don't even follow me, which the plot thickens. I mean, first of all, it's not anonymous, but I just appreciate the candor. They want the totally. juice. They want the real story. And honestly, how do you afford such nice things when your husband's such a loser? Those questions are not anonymous, you guys? No. no. Oh my gosh. Have I'm you been submitting some? No. Um, wait, what? I definitely thought all those question boxes were anonymous. What's so funny to me is that I just feel like this literally is the great American pastime is like mm-hmm. figuring out how people afford their lifestyle. Right. It's like, that's my favorite totally. topic too. So mm-hmm. Courtney, let's dig in. Well, it's, okay, well, hold <laughs> on. Did you read the full question? Yeah. Okay. The reality is that I'm maxing out every single credit card we have. Mm-hmm. I've declared bankruptcy like seven or eight times. Yep. And it's true. I just- Get some micro loans for my sisters occasionally. This is true. I regularly get a text that says, can I use your CC? Question mark. Yeah. Can I use your CC? Or, hey, can you vouch for me with this credit agency? I need to open a new credit card. (laughs) I'm just sick of getting calls that are like, do you know Courtney Grow? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) She, (laughs) yeah, says, honestly, I can't co-sign on that loan you were asking me about. Right. Yeah. Shoot. But I'm just going to say, you look pretty good for someone with a 500 credit score. Thank okay, you. so Thank- I'll take this answer because maybe it's just better. Someone else answers for you that Wyatt is not does not just own an event rental company. He that's actually a business that he sold. And even and- if he did just own an event rental company, why does that disqualify somebody from having enough money to spend? U- Utah has tons of events. Yeah. That was the capital of the world. Yeah, it has, it's a great business. And yeah. And I feel like I like jokingly rag on Wyatt all the time. You guys can vouch for like Wyatt's wonderful and very smart and has very good ideas and has done very well. Yeah, Wyatt Truly, is a great, he's a great business businessman. Man. He's a true entrepreneur. He started several successful companies. So that's just companies. The truth. <laughs> like company sounds very established. Like it or not, baby. He's had some like successful it. ventures. Companies might He's be a little strong. Right. Yeah. I'm like this not a-, a billionaire or probably even a millionaire, but geez. Cheese and rice. Not everything you read on LinkedIn is the final word. Also, I'm wondering how they found out that he was in event, event rentals. It's on LinkedIn. It's like literally his LinkedIn profile that hasn't been updated in six years. People are interpreting as the gospel truth. I also think it's funny that it's – I mean it- – you're not Dorit. You're not wearing no. Prada and Gucci. You just have, you're like, you've graduated from Zara. Sorry. And I still wear tons of H&M and Zara and totally. like all of Lingo. those brands. That's like the and only thing I don't that know you if I need to like clarify this. Like I don't buy every single thing I post. Like sometimes I see an item and I'm like, wow, I have like three things that look like that. And I wear them all the time. And this is something new that also looks like that, that I think people would appreciate and like. Yeah. Not everything yeah. is just like add to cart, check out, add to cart, check out. Like these totally. are all things I want to buy and I think are good items. Totally. Yeah. Someone wants to know. But um, just how like does Donald she, uh, Trump, I will release my tax returns for 
<laughs> public yes, exactly one you can just send them directly to the answer the question okay the yeah, great. The another someone said how does she afford everything <laughs> this is hilarious it really is i mean i totally can empathize with the curiosity that's totally. All I'm gonna say. We all want to know about other people. So, and I'm so there are certain like uh, there's a few Instagram accounts that I follow where they like don't show themselves or their husband, and I can understand why people do that. But I feel like the curiosity is like bananas when people will show nothing. Totally, totally. It's actually really annoying when people show nothing. I agree. I yeah, I agree. And I don't show like very much of Wyatt, truthfully, because he wants like nothing to do with like people knowing him. I don't, is that accurate? I don't know. He's just a very, he's just not an Instagram husband. He's not interested in Instagram like whatsoever. Yeah. One of his like latest ventures, like he had to do like an Instagram account for, and I was, Lauren and I were both helping. Yeah. He knows nothing about Instagram. It's like helping an 80 year old with Instagram. It's ridiculous. He's like, how do you do the story? He's like, how do you just put text on there? He just, it was yeah. adorable. Adorable. Yeah, he's it 40. Is really he's cute. out of the game. But he's, Honestly, I mean, I, I've witnessed several fights where you've said, you don't post about me enough on Instagram. Oh, he, I've truly gotten over that because it's just like my reality. But like he has posted what, like five times in five years? Yeah. I mean, I will say that if the, there's, if you can choose to have the pendulum at either end, yeah. I, I do Agreed. not want the, Courtney, love of my life. We like, a Brad, we like a Brad Falchuk on Instagram. I, I don't want someone who is like more of an Instagram person than I am because well, I'm already a pretty big Instagram person. I don't like any sort of like confessional private letters on Instagram. Or when it's Brad Falchuk. Brad Falchuks are sweet, they're self-aware, and they're not too deep or crazy. Well, I, I would like argue I, that they're very deep. I don't know. They just hit that perfect tone. I would say I don't like a wall of text, and it's just so like it, it's yeah. no, that's gross. It's written as a private letter, like "Dear Sarah" or "Dear John." It's just like too much. It I don't is. my like love, that. my love, my love. And that's one of the things I love. Ten the most years, about the love of my Wyatt. life is that he just doesn't like nothing. He like has no interest in like spending any energy caring about how the way he's perceived by anyone. Yeah, you couldn't have picked a better husband. He's yeah. amazing. Especially for my large personality and ego. That's Wait, true. did someone ask, how did you guys meet? Actually, I will say one of the things that's interesting about Wyatt is that he does not appreciate how hot you are. <laughs> that is 100% true. Like, Wyatt, I... you, Wyatt is not, oh, like, you are stunning, and Wyatt is in no I way. I don't know like, that's true at all. Oh, my gosh, you look so good babe he like doesn't want to like brat he, like, he's he not showy is about like you. how much did that cost is that new totally how much did it cost totally yeah like he it's, really it's, uh, that's a little bit unfortunate like I wish he was it, more it, I like, mean I'm not saying that because I think I'm like hot or anything but I truly do feel like he I don't know he's just very like practical you could appreciate yeah. how good he got it like every now and then I think he honestly, like he actually, the way he loves you is so wholesome. Like he He's loves you for like wholesome. your sweets, like your gorgeous smile, like how smart you are, like what, how delightfully socially you are. Like he's not, oh, my wife looks like a gorgeous celebrity. Like he's, he doesn't even think that way. So he's, he's not no. sick like me. <laughs> he has the opposite tendencies of Lauren in a relationship. Yeah. I like a hot person on my arm. What can I say? Okay. One of the questions was, how did you guys meet? Blind date. Blind date, baby. 
Oh my gosh, Courtney, should we tell this quick story? When I was 16, junior in high school, I flew up to Utah. Chandler, don't worry, this will be 30 seconds. And I was hanging out with Courtney for a weekend while she was in college at BYU. And Wyatt was like in the first couple of weeks that she was meeting Wyatt. Like I think they'd been on one date. And I remember the uh, the like it was their second date or third date and we all went to lunch and Courtney was wearing this blue dress and honestly she just didn't look good that day. I thought <laughs> like she just she looked like kind of haggard in my opinion. Oh my looking gosh. back. You didn't. You didn't look that good. And I remember thinking, well, this is the end of whatever this was going to be. This is just a testament <laughs> to how shallow you are. I'm so shallow. And so the next day, Wyatt comes over. And I'm, like, shocked. I'm like, what's this guy doing here? I thought he was I – thought, I thought, oh, this relationship was over. So he leaves. And I was like, oh, I'm glad he still likes you after yesterday. She really remember didn't that? say that to me. I she said that really to you. She really didn't say that to me. It was so rude. Very offensive. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Courtney, skincare in your 20s. Okay, I actually thought about this last night. My best skincare tip is don't pick your face. I feel like that's all you need to do in your 20s. I actually had this revelation that every time I looked at my face in hideous lighting, I found things to go after and I like just felt dissatisfied with my face. And then I switched to this model. I'm only going to look at myself in good lighting. Yeah, that's a good tip. I stopped picking at my face. So true. Everyone looks good in good lighting and everyone looks bad in bad lighting. Yeah. So just enjoy your face in good lighting and move on. Totally. You know what? Honestly, what's crazy is I was, I'll just say that someone I saw recently who's one of the most stunning people I know, truly one of the most stunning. She's in her early twenties, great skin, stunning. We were standing together and she was in bad lighting and I was like, holy crap. Yeah. What happened to you? And then I realized like oh my gosh, everyone looks bad in bad lighting. It doesn't even matter if you're Kendall Jenner. Whoa. Everyone looks bad in bad lighting. Exactly. Everyone has cellulite in bad lighting. Like totally. everybody. Just so, enjoy yourself in some some shaded areas. Totally. And, and I think like picking at your face, you're like going to town on your face every night really creates long-term problems. So I honestly just started taking off my makeup in bed with a makeup wipe. Like I think when you, the more you fixate on your face in your 20s, like That's the smart. less you're going to like just enjoy like that really truly like effervescent and carefree period of your life and your beauty in your face. No one's asking for my answers, but I'm actually going to give an opinion here. (laughs) I also think there's a side benefit. If you can just do whatever facial routine you have by your bedside, then you are way more prone to do it instead of being too Mm -hmm. tired. Mm -hmm. Because that's my issue. I'm too lazy. Can we take a second and acknowledge the fact that mom puts on her makeup with a magnifying mirror? For three hours. No wonder it takes three hours. Oh, Courtney, what kind of breast implants did you get? And how did you decide? I truly, I feel like I just needed like a more of a restoration. Like I had really good boobs before I had my daughter. And then after I nursed her, I couldn't even hold a bra down. So I just got, it was truly like six years ago or five years ago. You couldn't hold a bra down? Was that No, like- I had not even enough like weight. Like if I lifted my hands, oh, like my bra gotcha. would come up. Oh, gotcha, um, gotcha. I think I got basically 220 and 240. Like I got very small breast implants and they were annoying every subsequent like pregnancy and nursing. Like I wish I didn't have them, but I honestly forget I have them because it genuinely just feels like what I felt like before I got pregnant. I always I contemplate getting like tiny tennis balls. I would say every other day. But then I'm too, I mean, I, you've been so successful, but I feel like so many people get sick from them. And that's the thing that kind of scares me. 
I mean, I think when, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. So I don't want to like speak negatively about it. But yeah. I know so many people that don't get sick from them. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I would love people DM me. Tell me your thoughts. Should I, I cause I also feel like tiny tits are hot and I en- enjoy, I don't know. I like the look of like more of an athletic kind of having a, a little bit of a smaller chest on a girl. So I can think both are, both can be hot. Yeah. So. I don't think you should do it for the record. You don't No. I, okay. That's good. I um, wouldn't have done it if I didn't have like the skin that needed filling. And you were just used to How being graphic. a well-endowed woman. So I was never well-endowed. And my boobs are still, like, I feel like not big. On, and no one would ever say I had big You had a generous C cup. Yeah. I and was I've like always a, I was a like a 32D B. before I had. Yeah. And I'm a 30, I, I'm a 32 C if anyone wants to know. Okay. All right. You guys, sorry, a little interruption. Chandler's having technical issues. So she is going to depart for the rest of the episode, but we're just going to soldier on and try to hold down the fort without her if we can, if that's possible. Courtney, yes. top five fall must-haves. Give it to oh, us straight. I don't, honestly, I wish I was like organized enough to have a top five fall must-haves. I don't even think people should shop that way necessarily. I think you just buy what you love. If you see it and you love it, you should buy it because I don't know. I, I think I just follow my passion when it comes to clothing and no sort of, I need boots or I need a sweater or whatever. If you see it and you like it, you should buy it. Totally. I would say no one wants my passion advice and I'm somehow you just going to so well. give it, give some advice. I would say though, that you always have a killer coat, a killer sweater, a great boot, like a great bag. You always have like but really I don't killer think you pieces. Can find things when you set out to find them. Is that's, I guess that, what that's I'm a saying. good point. Like if I want online today, I'm like, I need to find myself a new coat. I yeah. will not find that coat. That is why when you see the coat that you love, that's when you buy the coat. That's a very good point. So that's my advice. Oh, I love it. Okay. It's more of a philosophy, people. We're not prescriptive. No, never. Or she's never. Not. Okay, what is her diet and how does she have the best body ever? The people they want to know. All right, you guys, I feel so bad about leaving you on this cliffhanger, but believe it or not, I have a full hour plus left of my Q&A with Courtney, and I'm not trying to be Joe Rogan over here with two plus hour interviews. We're already about to hit the hour mark, so we're going to leave that for next week. So come back next week. We're going to have part two of our interview, and it is real juicy. We get more in-depth about plastic surgery, fillers, Botox, skincare, our sister relationships. It's a great hour and great conversation. And so come back next week for the full scoop. Love you so much. And thanks for listening. And we will catch you next week. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus' wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? 
Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books bound in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Catherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group, and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. 